We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, it was only a matter of time before Draymond Green got into another dust-up. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. If you missed it, you were sleeping. Can't, can't blame you. Draymond Green last night in a Timberwolves game, Perloff, that started with a... You know, uh, some pulling on the jerseys of Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels then led to Rudy Gobert kind of grabbing Clay Thompson around the waist slash chest. Draymond comes in, puts Rudy Gobert in a chokehold, like legit chokehold with Steve Kerr and the other coaches saying, let him go, let him go. Um, and that got everybody basically kicked out of the game. I can't believe he did this in the <laughs> sacred in-season tournament of the NBA. How <laughs> dare he risk the Warriors' chances of getting that $500,000 considering he's earned $200 million in his life. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a dig at the in-season tournament. I'm still not into it. I don't care how bright the courts are. Yeah, I mean, this is smart by Draymond. What's the worst suspension? They give him 10 games? We have about, what? 14 months left of this NBA season. <laughs> this is making an early statement. I honestly, I, I think this actually helps the Warriors who are struggling. Helps it's a wake-up call. Helps them. They need to do something. Basically, when Steph's off the court, the team just completely folds. So something's going wrong. Why not get out there and mix it up? Yeah, and great. Miss 10 games now and, and not, not ah, have to him away? If well, Steph Curry's on the court, it doesn't matter if Draymond's there or not. I was going to say, great timing with Steph Curry going in for an MRI on his back yesterday because he took a hard fall in the Warriors' last game against the T-Wolves over the weekend, and that was a loss uh, by Golden State. So now he's got a back. He was seen grabbing at his knee also, so we got that going on. And Curry's been handling too much of the load. How does this Help that. Because Draymond's useless if Steph Curry's not on the team. You might as well play Moody and Kaminga. What's the point of Draymond without Curry? Because you can't, you need offense, offense, offense. Draymond's completely ineffective in a, without Steph Curry there. I get that. But also, like, isn't Draymond the future Hall of Famer, this great defensive player of our generation, multiple-time defensive player of the year? Like, if you are completely ineffective without Steph Curry yeah. on, on, the, on the court, then... To me, like, what are we doing? And he's literally choking Gobert. I mean, he's got to get a big suspension, and now you just put more pressure on Curry for whenever he does return to carry even more of the load. It's nuts. What's a fair suspension for this? I mean, is it does the guy be at least 10? Is the guy be at least 5? 10 minimum. 10 minimum? That's I what I so. say. I think it's, it should be 10. I don't know if the NBA goes in that hard. I don't know what the history is. Do they are they like the NFL? Do they look at recent stuff with Draymond Green? Do they count the Jordan Poole punch? I I would hope not. I but think it's they like might. the Sabonis. I bet the Sabonis thing they yeah. would count. Yeah, the, when when he kicked or stomped on Sabonis, they said that prior history yeah. led them to the decision to suspend him in that series. Also, by the way, not shocking. Perloff thought that was no big deal. <laughs> that, oh, I was that, here for that, and I then stepped on you to see whether oh, it felt right, like right, a right. big deal, and we reenacted <laughs> the whole thing here. Now I don't have like necessarily the weight of no. Draymond, but I miss the ferociousness. 90s. I, I miss those big roided up monsters. Somebody would have taken Draymond's head off in that right situation. <laughs> you missed that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you remember how big players got for a certain? They got, it was bodybuilding all over the NBA because you didn't need to shoot. There was no three-point shooting. And everyone, you'd win a game 85 to 78. Yep. 
That it was terrible the to watch. Bars, it was terrible to watch, but you couldn't just strangle a guy with no repercussion. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Uh, yeah, we don't have the goons and the enforcers like we used to. There's just no place in the league right now oh, for a Charles man. Oakley or something. You did not. You never went after Xavier McDaniel's teammates like that. No. I'll tell you that right now. Eight five five two one two four CBS. I'm sick of the antics with Draymond. I I think you can't take away the four titles, and I know how important he is to the Golden State Warriors. But how much has he also cost the Golden State Warriors? Definitely cost you the title when you were up 3-1 against the Cavs. I mean, I, I think that's a mm. no-brainer. You're up 3-1, mm. and then he gets suspended. You you busted the door open for LeBron and the Cavs to get back into that series. They won it. You maybe chased Kevin Durant out of town, which I know there were injuries and, and nobody's really been the same since, but you're telling me you couldn't have gotten a third title with Durant when he did get healthy off the Achilles? I think that that was a mistake. And the Jordan Poole punch, even if you don't like Jordan Poole, I mean, how the organization jettisoned Jordan Poole, not only had Draymond's back, but gave him the extension after you sucker punch a guy. Like, it's all crazy to me. Yeah, but it's resulted in four titles. And this day and age, with all the parity in the NBA, it's pretty miraculous that they've gotten this many titles. And now they're old. So I, I know you think this is the last dance. You, it's very hard to win at that age because you can't keep everybody healthy, and you're already seeing that. Yeah. I mean, you think Clay's going to be here all year? Uh, no, but I also I do think if they're peaking at the right time, why not? And I know that right now the Nuggets just look like another juggernaut. But listen, got a long season. It is hard to be the defending champ. It's not the West is pretty good. Are you gonna? Yeah. I think the Lakers are going to be hurt from again too. The T Wolves are good. Well, that. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, playoffs. We're talking playoffs, not regular season. Yeah, eight five five two one two four CBS. Your thoughts on Draymond Green? Where do you fall on this? Does he done more harm than good? Or like Perloff says, if you're gonna have Draymond, you just have to accept the entire Draymond experience. It is Wednesday, which means we do the Great Debate series. <laughs> based on the news, if you will. So we had six game-winning field goals in the NFL between Sunday and then Monday with the Denver Broncos. Um, So we started thinking about the greatest game winners of all times. You can call them walk-offs. You can call them buzzer beaters. Throughout sports, just the greatest moments where it was a final moment and that led to the win. Right, I, we're not saying the Browns Week Nine or Ten win over the Ravens is no, no. one of the great moments in sports history. It's a bit of a loose affiliation here, but I love a buzzer beater. There's nothing. That's what you remember. It has. So, what are the rules? Does it have to be zero zero on the clock, or can you have a little bit left? I think that it's got to be like double, triple zeros on the clock. Like this is the final play. This is the final moment. But maybe you could quibble with that okay. a little bit. Okay, uh, the other thing, I think you need a nickname if you're going to have this play. Oh, all right. You, have well, you to want be to known, start us off? Yeah, Go you ahead. have to be known by one, either a nickname or a shorthand where everyone knows it. Because you're talking all-time buzzer beaters. This is pretty crazy. You have all of sports history. There have been many, many of them. In baseball, I saw there has been 11 walk-offs in World Series history. Yeah. Uh, obviously, basketball, you have the famous uh, buzzer beaters. Hockey, I assume there's something. I don't really. Actually, hockey's kind of hard <laughs> to have a buzzer beater. But to me, the greatest buzzer beater or whatever you game want to winner. call it, game yep. winner in the last second has to be from the NFL. And I'm going with the Immaculate Reception. 
A, it's the best nickname for any play of all time. But when you think about the impact and how crazy that play was, imagine if this happened in social media. Terry Bradshaw drops back, and this is a Steelers team who's not won anything. Drops back, no time left, flings an ill-advised pass in the middle of the field, bounces off maybe one of the Steelers' helmets, but whatever. We're not going to get into the legality of this. Bounces off uh, someone's hands, lands at Franco Harris's hands, runs it in the end zone, and makes NFL history. Last chance for the Steelers. Bradshaw trying to get away. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off. Franco Harris has it. And he's over. Okay. <laughs> it's a great call. So then from there, the Steelers going to win four Super Bowls that decade. I think the Immaculate Reception fueled this great dynasty because they didn't know how to win until that play. And also, it is so un- it's more unlikely than any play that's going to be on this list. The odds of Franco Harris being there and picking it off the ground, and there's still people who want instant replay on that, are minuscule. There's no way that happens, and it happened. To me, that's the greatest buzzer beater in sports history. It was amazing. I mean, the statue for Franco Harris right there in the Pittsburgh airport. I mean, of all the legendary players who have played for the Steelers, like, he's the guy who gets the statue because of it. And may he rest in peace. He just passed away not that long ago. To me, the greatest game winner of all time, and you want to talk about impact that it had both domestic and global it is Brandy Chastain in the 1999 Women's World Cup winning it over China. But this is it. If Brandy Chastain scores, the USA win the World Cup. Brandy Chastain does it! And the USA are world champions once again. Jubilation on and off the field. Well, he forgot one important detail, which is she rips her shirt off and she has her sports bra. Just her gripping her shirt on her knees on the ground becomes one of the great, not only sports photographs of all time, but becomes a symbol for like women's empowerment. I'm not sure how men took that <laughs> took that shot. Maybe a little different. That's the most iconic watershed beyond maybe like a uh, Billie Jean King moment for women brandy chastain think about this when she was in high school they didn't have a women's soccer team she had to play on the boys team Mm. she kicks that penalty kick they win that world cup it creates an explosion for women's sports and soccer again like billie jean king there's been people before her but soccer becomes this incredible force for women in this country where the tv ratings and actually the money are more comparable between men and women in this country than any other sport we have. Men's soccer, women's soccer are equal, almost equal in terms of audience and pay. And this was an incredible moment with the iconic photo. Yeah. And this is the greatest walk-off, like greatest game winner because of the impact it had on a generation, two generations of young women. Yeah, I'm. Uh, that's a great one. I'm just surprised you didn't go with that great Bill... Buffalo Bills buzzer beater. Oh, right. They lost all those games. So I think you went in the opposite direction. You wanted to stay away from football. (laughs) And you, yeah. You could have done the Mets, though. 
I could have done the Mets, uh, definitely. I could. But actually, that wasn't a buzzer beater, was it? No, no, it, it was. was. It, but it wasn't the game to win the World Series. Right, right, right. right. It was Game Six, but there was a Game Seven. Okay, so Mook, uh, the, uh, talking about yeah, the Bill Buckner sure. play. Yeah, you were too young. You don't really. Remember. I was three, but so. I obviously know it. <laughs> yeah, 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 quite well. Okay, uh, Brady Chassay, that's a good one. You guys I mean, wanna... it was penalty kicks, though. It's the walk off. It's the buzzer beater. It's the game winner. Yeah. You guys want to chime in? Yeah, I mean, look for me when I think of the greatest athlete of all time, I still say Michael Jordan. Yep. And when I think of the moment that really catapulted him into kind of a next stratosphere, entering that GOAT conversation, it began with the shot over Elo. The inbounds pass comes into Jordan. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Set the Cleveland Cavaliers! Michael Jordan hits it at the foul line! One to 100! At that point, I mean, at that moment, Michael Jordan wasn't really seen as a great winner yet. He was seen as a great player. He's in a league with Magic Johnson, uh, Lybird, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And that moment, I think people thought, oh, this guy isn't just a guy who's going to score a million points. This is one of the most clutch players we have in our league. But hold on. It's a great moment. It was the first round of the playoffs, right, right? against the Cavs. The other thing, Michael Jordan had a game winner in college in the championship game. Was he, there double zeros beater. on the clock, wasn't though? Wasn't a buzzer beater, though. Wasn't a buzzer beater. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. Is there the better Jordan moment is the push-off on Russell? That's up there. Also not a buzzer beater, though. Oh, that wasn't a buzzer. I wanted to go with a a true buzzer beater. And to me, the the shot in in North Carolina is like his origin story. But this is almost like, I don't know, it's like when the hero kind of wins his first big battle. Mm. Like, you know, the the shot in North Carolina is, you know, getting bit by the spider if you're Spider-Man. And then this shot is, you know, him beating Green Goblin. Like, this was like, oh, wow, this is someone who's special. Carlos, you want to head us off? Oh, yeah. Uh, I So I will preface this by saying I also had the shot first. So okay. that was my initial reaction. But after giving it about five seconds of thought, nobody outside of New York is going to care about this. But Lawrence Tynes sending the Giants to the Super Bowl in the 2007. <laughs> wow. In Lambeau. NFC, it was like, yeah, the temperature was brick. So, you know. <laughs> Yo, Tom Coughlin got like um, frostbite. frostbite on his face. Yeah, but it was, what was crazy about that game is he missed two field goals before that. So the Packers had the the ball to start overtime, and then Lawrence Tynes was able to get it back after Corey Webster picked off Brett Favre and it led to this moment. <laughs> and here we are again. 47-yard try, his longest attempt of the game. He has missed his last two. And he sent the Giants to the Super Bowl. The kick is good, and the Giants are going to the Super Bowl. I remember jumping up and down in my friend's living room and my friend's dad, who didn't speak a lick of English, barely watched football American, he watched soccer, ran into the living room and started jumping Mm -hmm. with us because the Giants went into the Super Bowl. That moment was nuts, so that's my number two (laughs) moment. That's wild. Okay. Didn't even have that one on the list. Larry Tynes. <laughs> Love a little. Is he Scottish, I think? Lord Tynes. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, great debate today. The greatest game winners of all time. We started off here. Adams in Vancouver's got one. Good morning, Adam. How are you? I'm very good. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. Good. Well, I'm going to bring you some more Canadian content and uh, pearl off. I know this one's probably uh. going to hurt you. But uh, 1993, Joe Carter walk-off home run in the World Series to bring the Blue Jays their second World Series in a row. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. 
That's Canada's team, and that is also like everyone says. Oh, Canada's team is Seattle because they're right there. <laughs> I don't care. No, it's the Blue, it's the Blue Jays. Adam, this is what it sounded like. Joe has had his moments. Two balls and two strikes on it. Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. As Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning. And the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Great call. Jack Buck, right, on that call? Joe's dad, right? Turned out to be true. He never did hit a home run. Well, I just think this is karma. And, Adam, thank you for the phone call and fantastic call. This is when you always talk about how the Bills are on the wrong end of things. It was only appropriate. The first call we get on this was a game winner against your Phillies. Yeah, but the Phillies went on to win the World Series. Took a few years. (laughs) 2007. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I love that Phillies team that they beat. But I knew, it was funny, I never expected them to go to the World Series, much like the last two Phillies teams. They weren't that good. They were just dirty and scrappy. And unfortunately, uh, most of them are either dead or in jail right now because it was that kind of <laughs> team. It's Yikes. just facts. That is... It's just facts. A lot of reality. Uh, uh, <laughs> but that was such a such an underdog, scrappy team. That, that doesn't kill me. And who, honestly, if you're a neutral fan, who doesn't like Joe Carter? He's kind of got a 100% approval rating. No doubt. Him a- and Kirby Puckett. 855, good call. 855-212-4CBS. All right, the great debate is the best game winners of all time. I have Brandy Chastain, 99 Olympics, or excuse me, 99 World Cup, Perloff. Uh, immaculate reception. EJ is going with Michael Jordan shot over Craig Elo. Carlos is going with Lawrence Tynes kicking the Giants to the Super Bowl in go. Lambeau. Can uh, we talk one thing about we've been accused of being biased against historical ones. I think the shot heard around the world is 1950. Is that too old to get into this conversation? It's definitely not too old. Bobby Thompson. No, of course. Okay. Because I do think some people could say, Oh, you guys tend to skew too modern. Like was Lawrence Tynes really greater than Bill (laughs) Mazeroski? That's for the audience to decide. The other issue is why does Craig Elo always have to take shrapnel over the shot from Michael Jordan? There's probably no player in history who's been, highlighted more than Craig Elo in a negative way. I was going to say Russell, the same. And look, if, if uh, Mike Fratello would listen to Ron Harper, it would not have been Craig Elo because Ron Harper told him yeah. in the huddle, like, I got MJ. Yeah. And uh, Mike Fratello's like, no, no, Elo's got him. He's all right, F this BS. Yeah. <laughs> and then Michael Jordan hits a shot of Elo. And, you know, I, I'm sure there's an Earth 2 or multiverse where Ron Harper maybe yeah. gets a stop on Jordan. And maybe or, Jordan doesn't become the greatest player. And Brian ever. Russell gets a stop in that Earth 2 as well. Maybe. Maybe there <laughs> Poor is. Brian some, Russell. I love this idea. I've never heard of more alternate universes than when we started working with EJ. I love how this is like yeah. a thing. This is what I bring to the Ralph table. Ralph Branca <laughs> strikes out Bobby Thompson. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> yeah. Alternate the, sports the Bills universe. actually win the Bill Bunker makes the play. Bills win four straight Super Bowls instead of losing four straight Super Bowls. Man, they're the, get... the greatest dynasty. The win of all takes time. that that Norwood kick. Oh. I'm sorry, Meg. Life... It's just too easy. Thank you. My whole life would be different, I think. I really do. I think my whole life would be different if two things happen. One, if the if Scott Norwood hits that field goal, I think my whole life is different. And two, I think if Tyson Bajan's dad was my dad, I think my life's totally different. If my dad was a champion arm wrestler, I just think I'm I'm a different person. What do you think would be the difference? Like, what do you think you'd be doing? Let's start with Beijing. That was the last one. Yeah, I think that I'd probably be in, like, some bar somewhere arm wrestling chicks. <laughs> I think I would. <laughs> Wait, you don't do that now? <laughs> yeah, side hustle. 855-212-4CBS. I meant as a career, Carlos. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> She's getting paid for her work, Carlos. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I just do it for fun now. 
Uh, okay, you're welcome to call in. Best game winners of all time. We also see you guys on the phones. We're talking about Draymond Green choking Rudy Gobert last night, a chokehold during the game and a dust-up. Uh, yes, that's what's going on today. 855-212-4CBS. Don't move. <laughs> Carlos pivoting from wrestling calls to we are the champions because we're debating the greatest buzzer beater or walk-off or final play in sports history you can call us 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227 with yours. Maggie, you went with? I went with Brandy Chastain, the 1999 Women's World Cup penalty kick, win over China, inspired multiple generations of young girls to play soccer. I went with the Immaculate Reception, EJ. I went with the shot over Elo from MJ. And Carlos, I love yours. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, what was I thinking? I went with Lawrence Tynes kicking the Giants into the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's amazing. We're all talking about, listen, I, Lawrence Tynes' kick was an all-timer. I know people in Lambeau certainly for, remember that one in Wisconsin, but it's like, does it really stack up <laughs> the Immaculate Reception? You need, a, you need a nickname, and obviously uh, Brandy Chastain does not have a nickname, but you say sports and sports bra. Yeah. What's the play you think of? Everyone knows that play. Ripping the shirt off, which, you know, I'm sure for men maybe had a different significance, but for women was like a symbol of women's empowerment, iconic watershed moment. Andrew Bogus, do you have a best game winner of all time? I do. You're all wrong. The obvious answer is uh, Stefan Matteau scoring in double overtime, oh. game 7, 94, Eastern Conference final. Rangers beat the Devils, then beat the Canucks to end their unnecessarily long Stanley Cup drought. Oh, yeah, and of course. the only person who we can say we know the person who made the call. Uh, cor- Mateo, correct. Mateo, Mateo, Mateo. Yeah, Howie Rose. Howie Rose, yep. the voice of the Mets. 855-212-4CBS, hmm. 855-212-4227. Before we get to headlines, let's get a couple of these calls in. Uh, Adrian's in Maryland. He's our pal. Good morning, Adrian. How are you? Hey, good morning. Happy Wednesday, guys. You too. Hey, I got, uh, I got the late, great Kirby Puckett, Jack Buck call. It's the home run, and Jack says, I'll see you tomorrow morning. See you tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. 1991, this is what it sounded like. Into deep left center from Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Amazing, and when Joe Buck did the homage to his dad, right? That was Joe Buck did We'll See You Tomorrow Night for, I believe, the St. Louis Cardinals, Yeah, right? it was the, one of the Cardinals-Rangers. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah. It was a David Freeze home run, which is pretty amazing. Adrian, fantastic one. Thank you so much for the call. Uh, let's get to Shane. He's in Los Angeles. Shane, what do you have? Yes, I believe the 1995 NCAA tournament with UCLA and Missouri with Ty Zetney up. seconds left, and uh, they would go on to win their 11th championship after beating Arkansas. I think that would be one. It's a great one. Yeah. So it was double zeros, right, for that one? I don't know. We were talking about that, Shane. It's fantastic. Does this have to be double, triple zeros on the clock? I think that would work. Our understanding is that we were going to do walk-off style here. Because first we started with walk-offs, but since, you know, there aren't really walk-offs in basketballs, and we can't say buzzer beaters for baseball, so... Uh, yeah. Game winners. Game winners, walk-off style. My problem with college basketball is you can do a lot of different plays, but doesn't the Christian Leitner shot overwhelm all the other plays? Maybe that's my bias. I think, well, I think there's a Keith Smart 
you could do that. Yeah. It's in the championship so, but, game. But that wasn't a was buzzer the, beater, was it? Keith it Smart? might it was, not have been. It was not. It was yeah. not. Neither was Jordan's. But the Valvano play was a buzzer beater. The yes, Derek Wittenberg yeah. against Houston. And Chris, Chris oh, Jenkins for Nova. Well, we have that one right here. Corby is in Boise. Good morning, Corby. Uh, yeah, I kind of ruined my flow there. but uh, Of course Chris, I did. <laughs> Chris, so bogus. Chris Jenkins and Phil Untitled is in there. We have Chris Jenkins' call. Uh, yeah, I'm in Boise. That's Tyus Edney yeah, shot in Boise, by the way. Let's hear Nice. Corby, thank you. We did not ruin it at all. Here's what it sounded like, Chris Jenkins, uh, for Villanova. Going to go length of the court with Archie Diakono. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship. And then the tragedy of the explosions. I remember the <laughs> yeah, next morning a having a lot cannons. of fun with the confetti cannons. Jeez. How about Nance getting up for the big call, though? Yeah. Does that guy deliver or what? We just take Nance for granted. Yeah, like, he's so good on all these calls. Yeah, he doesn't mail it in like other guys. He's awesome. But then he gives Chris Jenkins his tie, which to me spoils the, the call. <laughs> that doesn't I, happen on the air. <laughs> no, but it happens right afterwards. I, and, and it's such a weird idea. Wait, do practice. you guys put that one over Mario Chalmers? I, I love, I'm obviously a Villanova fan from Philadelphia, but Chalmers beat Derrick Rose. And Chalmers, though, is to send it to overtime. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't that the it game was? winner. Oh, in my yeah. mind, that was a game overtime. winner. I screwed that up. That. Yeah. Uh, let's keep going here. Tyler's in Idaho. Got an idea about where this one might be going. Hey, Tyler, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you guys this Fantastic. Morning? What's your best game winner? So I'm going 2007 Fiesta Bowl, Boise State two-point conversion over Oklahoma. <laughs> it's awesome. This is what it sounded like. A last gasp for the Broncos. Bransky's legs might be critical here to save time on throwing the ball. Down the middle, James, the lateral! To the corner of the end zone! Can you believe that? The lateral on a fourth and 18. Unbelievable, Tyler. Thank you so much. We talked about that one yeah. when we were doing our research here. It's still one of the most famous games in college football history, which is funny because you think of Alabama and all those schools. That game just lasts. Everything, the proposal, everything that happened there. Well, EJ had a good point, which was, if this was the era of NIL, how rich would that couple have gotten? <laughs> yeah, Ian yeah. Johnson proposing to the, the, the cheerleader on the sidelines. I mean, yeah, I feel bad for a lot of these athletes, but him especially. And and, and cheerleaders get NIL money too, I think, because it's a sport. So, yeah, that could have been a huge deal for those two. Yeah. Did they get any endorsements off of that? I don't think, was they, he, was he I don't think they did. Yeah, I don't know. That would have just been, like, tragic to not be able to cash yeah. in on your best moment. I mean, this is America. But. Well, I don't think he had to pay for a drink in Boise. That's worth yeah. something. That's true. I mean, that's you're always immortalized in that call. Uh, keep them coming, guys. Best game winners of all time is the great debate. Andrew Bogus is here with headlines. Good morning. Good morning again. Some are saying the NBA Rookie of the Year race ended last night. Chad Holmgren, nine <laughs> points, seven rebounds <laughs> to lead the Thunders. 123-87 route of Victor Webinyama and the Spurs. Wemby missing 11 of 15 shots. Unable to stop his team skid again. It's now six losses. Losses in a row. The question persists: Can Wemby and Greg Popovich coexist? He's trying to learn from from us just as much as we're learning from him. 
and uh, it's it's going to be. As I told you, it's it's going to be a, a long term project. How do you say coach killer in French? <laughs> I saw Wemby take a three pointer last night that hit the backboard and then hit the rim and then bounce out that. You don't hit the backboard on a three point shot. It's ugly right now. I mean, he, and also he has no interest in being within ten feet of the paint. I don't know if that's a bad thing, but he is. I'm sorry. Everything I said about him in the offseason is now coming true. That dude is soft. Okay. Well, if he wins Rookie of the Year, Proloff has to drive to San Antonio, holding up a sign, apologizing to Wemby in French on the Riverwalk. Now, the Chet Holmgren thing, here's where I'm going to call some BS. I don't think you should be able to win Rookie of the Year when you've been in the NBA for a full year. You just didn't get a chance to play. They call this the Joel Embiid special or the Ben Simmons special. I think this stuff sucks because... Even if you're not playing, you're getting the rhythm of an NBA season. Maybe you're doing the travel, or at least part of it. Like, you're not a true rookie if you've been in the league for a year. Uh, this is something they got hurt in the preseason. Created by shoe company. Is this because of the bet? No, I've always had this beef. Uh, okay. I've been holding on to it, and I haven't been telling you guys, but I've secretly been fuming about I, it. I think you should years. let it go, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I will not. Go back to the Bills. How can Chet Holmgren only score to. nine points? I need Chet Holmgren to step up here. You know, he had that extra year. He's got it. He's my best hope now. I do not want to drive to San Antonio because Wemby has won 12 games in one rookie of the year. <laughs> and by the way, Popovich. The evil laugh there from both. Popovich. Is Greg Popovich doing a good job here if they don't win any games? Is that okay? How long is, when do they need to turn this around and win some basketball games? I don't think they're expected to win a lot of games. They're not, no, I they're think not a right. good team. I mean, they don't have a point guard. I mean, they're playing Jeremy Sohan as a starter at point guard, and he's a six eight power forward. Yeah, no, they, they're definitely bad. I watched that game last night. I mean, Josh Giddy, who I think I could cover, was tearing them apart. <laughs> no, Giddy's coach, nice though. No, he's coach, nice, but he's soft. No great coach has been allowed to lose like Greg Popovich has been permitted to lose. I mean, look at Belichick. We are lame basing this dude. Two seasons in of losing, and Popovich is how many years now? Meanwhile, Bill Belichick did make the playoffs with Mac Jones. Let that sink in now that we've seen what Mac Jones is really like. And meanwhile, Popovich can go season after season. Everyone's like, he's a genius. He's setting it all up. And listen, maybe he is because they got Wemby. And he's just got a five-year extension that takes him through like age 80. Yeah, he won't give it up. going nowhere. He's got all these heir apparents all over the league. Won't give it and up. Similar to Belichick. I mean, I know they, they have had GMs and front office people, but in many ways, he's kind of his own front office person. So you talk about the roster yeah. they put together prior to this. I mean, that Kawhi Leonard trade was a disaster. I mean, they got DeMar DeRozan back and couldn't use him correctly. They traded him to the Bulls, and DeRozan turns into, you know, an all-NBA caliber player. And they hit the tank button, and it ended up working eventually with Wimbanyama, but they couldn't figure out the Jante Murray thing. They had the Josh Primo pick, and he ended up having issues. They had to release him. That was yeah, a he was harassing pick. the team psychologist. Right. EJ will not stand for that R.C. Buford slander. Yeah, I thought uh, R.C. Buford was a genius. <laughs> oh, come on now. Uh, by the way, you, you, know, show there. you know how Maggie's got to let, let go of the rookie of the year thing? Whatever this beef with the Spurs front office. <laughs> Josh Primo, they screwed up the Josh Primo thing? Well, I'm sorry, I think you're losing the audience on that one. He turned out to be a gigantic <laughs> no, I mean, weirdo. Yeah, exactly. But he was like the seventeenth pick. No, wasn't he? no, he was a you know he was a top twelve pick. He was like eleven, I think. And they overdrafted him. He was the youngest guy in the draft. I think he was eighteen years old. And they drafted him eleven for a team that needed talent. And then you cut him after one year. 
Well, a, a terrible and, job by, and they kinda, by the team. Kind of felt like they covered for him, which felt a little right, hypocritical with Pop because he always calls out everyone else. Anyway, uh, that's a lot about the Spurs. Back to Bogut. Uh, Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels pushed and shoved. Rudy Gobert tried to break them up. Ended up in a chokehold courtesy of Draymond Green. That all happened a minute 43 into last night's <laughs> Warriors-T-Wolves game. Clay, Dre, and McDaniels all ejected. Minnesota eventually won 107-104, extending its win streak to seven. Miami's run is six after a 111-105 win in Charlotte. Jimmy Butler, a season-high 32. The Pacers cooled off the Sixers, 132-126. Philly had somehow won eight in a row, and the Lakers handled the Grizzlies 134-107. They're now 5-0 at home. LeBron, 16 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists in 23 minutes after missing a game with a bruised calf. We've got a a change that is atop the college football playoff rankings. Georgia, the new number one, replacing Ohio State after back-to-back top 15 wins. The Buckeyes, Wolverines, and Knowles finished the top four, again followed by Washington and Oregon. There was yelling last night on Duke Radio from Learfield. On the drive, 7-6, and six, another screen at the top of the key. Kicks to the right. Foster again. Big time! Kalen Foster dials it up. Timeout, Tom Izzo. David Shoemate after a Caleb Foster three that helped number 9 Duke close out a 74-65 win over number 18 Michigan State in the Champions Classic in Chicago. Foster. I'm on the Caleb Foster bandwagon. I'm sure you Huge. are. That guy has no athleticism and just sits at the three-point line and just drains him. He's amazing. 18 points off the bench last night. Hunter Dickinson followed that with 27-21 boards. Top-ranked Kansas, an 89-84 win in Chicago over number 17, Kentucky. Fourth-ranked Marquette, a 71-64 winner at number 23, Illinois. Uh, We briefly mentioned the Yankees' dumpster fire of an offseason back in hour number one. A quick reminder that it began with promising to bunt more, as Aaron Boone wishes. (laughs) Then Brian Cashman dropped F-bombs to defend his front office. And now Cashman calling out Giancarlo Stanton for his long list of injuries, which led to Stanton's agent cautioning free agents against signing in the Bronx. But I can't enjoy any of it because the Mets stink, just got spurned by Craig Council, (laughs) had to hire the Yankee bench coach as manager instead. It was a very pointed sports update. <laughs> Thank you. With your CBS Sports Minute. Uh, a couple <laughs> other things. Matt Eberflus can't vocalize it, so outsiders are saying Justin Fields is in line to return from his <laughs> thumb injury this weekend, <laughs> barring a setback in practice this week. And you can have your hockey smut. I want hockey drug references. Uh, I believe this is Daryl Razor Ray tagging Matt Duchesne's overtime goal last night on Stars Radio. Passed. To Dutchie from the right-hand side. Get out of here. Puff Gibbs. Get (laughs) out of here. Hand to God. That's what he said. Took a while to get there. That's like 30 seconds or more after the goal, but pass to Dutchie from the right-hand side. Amen to that. Uh, Smoke him if you got him. The Stars beat the Coyotes 4-3 for a four-game win streak. Are you sure? I mean, I know we've become a San Jose Sharks show, but should we go to the Stars? (laughs) We need more than one team. We can switch as much as says Pearl off us. <laughs> I mean, if we the people listen to the show and in our chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio, are weedos, weirdos who mm-hmm. smoke a lot of weed. So maybe that's a little more our, our speed. <laughs> Talking directly to them. Being loyal to the Sharks, by the way. You are? 
I, I already re, I already claimed the Rangers, so if I'm gonna do a second team. I gotta save the Shark. I don't want. I can't have a third team at this point. All right, but you know, I gotta be honest. The we didn't really give them much of a bump. <laughs> the <laughs> power of our show hasn't really led to them winning and, quite a bit. Well, they've won two games when they hadn't won any, so I think that's actually an infinite bump. You're welcome, San, San Jose. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna be getting. San Jose Sharks of this season on our best game-winning moments of all time. But that is the great debate series for today. Thank you, Bogish. The greatest game winners ever. We see you guys on the phones. We're going to get back to your phone calls and we'll reset our favorite game winners in sports history. Don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Well, John Cena for you. And we've been playing a lot of professional wrestler music this morning because Draymond Green was doing his best impersonation of a pro wrestler, but for real, guys, uh, putting Rudy Gobert in a chokehold last night in a, I don't know if I can say a melee, a dust-up, a kerfuffle, a Donnybrook that happened last <laughs> night between the Warriors and the Timberwolves. So we're expecting a pretty big suspension for Draymond Green. It gets a little more serious than a Donnybrook when someone puts someone in a chokehold. Yeah, I think of a Donnybrook, it's like two guys like boxing yeah, Jack, Jack Dempsey style. Yeah, but. and a kerfuffle <laughs> is definitely not a chokehold. A kerfuffle is nobody lands a punch. Okay, so I guess it was somewhere between a Donnybrook and a kerfuffle. No, no, it's more extreme than this. Okay, it was more like a, but it's not a melee. It's a melee. Right. That, that was definitely a melee. I think the Malice of the Palace is a melee. That was obviously yeah, that, incredibly that's, that's serious. Yeah. Big time. Meanwhile, <laughs> the question is about Draymond and the antics. I mean... Perloff thinks you you need basically all of Draymond. You've got to accept all of him. If you want the good, you've got to take the bad. I'm I'm over it. I think he's cost his team at times, and he's just putting more pressure on them now with Steph Curry dealing with a back issue. Jack is in Seattle. Been waiting a bit. Jack, thanks so much for hanging on. What do you think about Draymond? Hey, we were talking about walk-offs earlier. Draymond tried to walk off with Rudy Gobert in a chokehold just now uh, <laughs> last night. Uh, I think he's seen his own mortality. I mean, he's an older player. He's undersized. I mean, these boys in the NBA are great these days, and uh, it, the league has caught up to him. And I just want to talk about Clay Thompson also because he gets a pass, but he's been chippy the last few years uh, with Phoenix and Devin Booker counting his rings, and he's been starting stuff also. Uh, those two are seeing their mortality. They're older players, and they're not what they used to be, uh, and that's what I think is causing these fights. Uh, I say get rid of Draymond. He's not worth the, the headache. I know, but, Jack, they did the opposite. And, again, thank you for the phone call. They did the opposite. They just extended Draymond. Like, they, they go to bat for him. They love him. They, you know, cape for him at every moment and cover for him at every moment. Explain away, enable, whatever you want to use, whatever word you want to use. Yeah, I, I agree with what he's saying about Clay is definitely old and grumpy now. It's an older, grumpier, and it happens. You know, you, you lose a step and you get kind of, it's harder to get out of bed in the morning. Trust me, I relate to all this. You <laughs> see me in my Saturday morning run. Oh, God, it's like uh complain about everything. Clay is me now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you and Clay Thompson, same, same. Uh, on Wednesdays, we do something called the Great Debate Series, which is big sports debates loosely based on the news. We had a lot of walk-off and game-winning field goals in the NFL this week, Perloff, so we're doing greatest game winners of all time. It can be any sport. It doesn't have to be yeah. football. Buzzer beaters, walk-offs in baseball, uh, game winners, I actually went with Brandy Chastain of the 1999 Women's World yeah. Cup because of the impact not only that penalty kick had of beating China, what the impact it had on on young m women 
in sports and her iconic photo of ripping off her shirt where she's on a uh, just in her sports bra and shorts like uh, celebrating. Yeah, and by the way, this is very loosely based on the news because I don't think that uh, the Cardinals win over the Falcons is exactly the <laughs> same same as mine, the Immaculate Reception. Or yeah. I don't know, Carlos, but Lawrence Tynes kicking yeah. the Giants to the uh, 07 Super Bowl, <laughs> and, which was uh, a big yeah. one. They beat the Patriots. It was, it was big. Yeah, at least the playoffs. Yeah, uh, yeah I went Immaculate Reception. EJ. I went with the shot MJ over Elo. We've been getting a lot of people calling in about college basketball. We already got someone called in about Chris Jenkins from Villanova, an all-time great one to win the championship. Uh, let's go to Ty is in Boise, has another one. Hey, Ty, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Excellent. What do you have? Awesome. So I'm going to go rapid fire real quick. So one, Kurt Gibson in the World Series, the walk-off home sure. run. Yep. Two, Reggie Miller in the finals versus uh, the Bulls. And three, the 1983 and NCAA Finals, um, Jim Valvano, NC State versus Houston. Let's hear the NC State call. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's down to seven seconds. You can see the time. Wittenberg. Oh, it's a long way. Great call. True buzzer beater. Will live forever with Valvano running around the field looking for someone, the field, the court looking for someone to hug. I mean, just incredible. Unbelievable. That was in the 80s. That's how every NCAA tournament seemed to end. Something that was historic and unforgettable. Uh, The one thing about the Reggie Miller, the fact that they didn't win the title, I think knocks it off the list. They must have lost that series. It was uh, to the Bulls and Jordan. I remember it in the last dance. It was amazing, and Reggie was great at that. But don't you have to win the title that year to get in here? Although uh, Carlton Fist didn't win the title on that year that he did the Keep It Fair. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I knock Reggie off of that for that. I think that's part of it, right? That's part of the debate. Do you have to have gone yeah. on to win the title for it? Like, if it was the Jordan shot over Elo, but the Bulls don't win the title that year, what does it really mean? Yeah, I think it's. I think, that was a first I think that's definitely part of the debate. I think when I argue the Jordan shot, I think there's a greater significance beyond that season because of what it meant for that organization coming out out of that out of that series out yeah, of that, same out of that thing me and the immaculate reception the sealers didn't win that year right. i think they went on to lose to the perfect miami dolphins but it did set up but the reggie miller actually lost that particular series though he did yeah let's go to uh, how about tom is in ohio good morning tom hey guys um uh, New York Giants kicker? Come on, guys. <laughs> Listen, Carlos, we all get to pick which one he Carlos on this, wanted your... His. Carlos got his taken by EJ right before, <laughs> so he had, to, he had to pivot quickly, to be fair. Yeah, I almost wrecked the car after that one. But hey, Christian Leitner over Kentucky. The, one of the greatest buzzer beaters of all time. Tom, you're right. This is what it sounded like. Bobby Hurley up the floor with Leitner. They throw it to the left of the floor. Leitner catches, comes down, dribbles, shoots, scores! Great 
Justin Wagner has hit the bucket at the buzzer. The Blue Devils win it. 104 to 103. Look out, Minneapolis. Here come the Blue Devils. Amazing call. Tom, thank you so much for for suggesting that one. I mean, Leitner, an all-timer, all-time team, running down the court afterwards, you know, the incredible throw by Grant Hill. You know, I had tickets to that game and did not go. Oh, wow. Yeah. I went to the game before. I think I had a test the next day or something, and I decided not to go. Wait a minute. Yeah. You all people were killing me for not going to a November Knicks game. And you didn't go see the I also had tickets to that. I also had tickets to the Chris Jenkins game and did not go. <gasps> what? Oh so, my gosh. You gotta be kidding me. Well, we were down, I can't remember that was in some huge stadium. I'm blanking where it was in 2016. The game before Villanova beat Buddy Heald in Oklahoma by a hundred points. And I was like, you know what? Villanova's gonna kill him in the final. Again, I'm sorry, I don't even remember who they played with the buzzer beer. North Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. I was so confident. It wasn't a great North Carolina team that I flew home because I could have stayed an extra day for Villanova. No, the the Leitner thing haunts me a little bit. It was at the Spectrum, the old Spectrum in Philadelphia, and I saw Grant Hill basically save Duke season the game before against Connecticut, I think. Um, yeah, I screwed up. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> wow. I don't... Wow. That's a rough one. Perloff, they, just admitting all these mistakes. Wait. Okay, Keep them coming, guys. We see you. Best game winners of all time. We also have some major breaking news from the NFL. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.